Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Enjoying the day here, uh, even though today is a day of, of, for lack of a better term, for kind of laying it all out for what we witnessed yesterday and the problems that we had seen yesterday when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, more so the defense than the offense. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, that's the way to do so. Again, 877-867-1670. You can find us there. You can also hit us up via email. Uh, always enjoy it when we get the emails. Mike Clemens coming up here in about 10, 15 minutes. We're going to talk with him, get his thoughts, as he is going to break down a lot what was stated in the locker room yesterday. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a little bit. Um, this is from Mark who said, did you see what New Orleans did yesterday to DeVito? They beat him up. Why couldn't we do that? Because they were focused on so much on Saquon Barkley. Because they rushed four. They got outside, inside, and rushed four, and that's pretty much all they do. And I don't know. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know why. Going back and looking at that game, it was just very vanilla. Keep it in front of you. He won't beat us. Yada, yada, yada. That was it. That was it. There was nothing there. Um, Paul says, I wonder how much of an effect uh, Stokes coming back had on the overall defense along with some of the injuries. Stokes is, you know, I'm not throwing him out yet, but that ankle was so bad. And so tore up, and he came back, and then he had the hamstring, and then he came back yesterday, and he looked like he'd been off for a year, a year or more, actually. He looked like it. It's going to take a little time to get back into that. But, you know, it was good to see him back, especially for the fact that, you know, how badly he was hurt and injured. But, yeah, that was – that was, uh, but then again, you know, Jair's not back. I mean, guys have been banged up back there. Rasul Douglas, like we had mentioned, traded away. So the secondary that looked like to be be one of the stronger groups of the bunch certainly became thin quick, you know, big time. 877-867-1670. Rick says because the Saints have a top five defense. Saints are really good at getting after the quarterback. Don't disagree with that at all. You know, not at all. They've been really, really good at getting into the quarterback. Uh, as a matter of fact, when you start looking through like pro football focus and the rankings and you look at, say, the pass rush, uh, the Saints, um, trying to see where the Saints – actually, the Saints rank lower in pass rush than the Packers do. Saints are 26th. When you look at the overall defense, uh, the Saints are 7th via pro football focus. When you look at the overall defense – um, defensively speaking, the Saints, when it comes to yards per game, they're, what, 10th? 10th in the National Football League, giving up 311 yards per game. When it comes to the passing game, they're 6th. 6th in the National Football League. And when it comes to stopping the run and rush yards per game, they are, uh, they're like 25th. They're 25th. They're, they're very similar in, in Oak to the Packers. And as far as points per game and what they're giving up, though, 
They're top six. They're, uh, as a matter of fact, they are six. They're giving up 19.1 points per game. They're better than Minnesota and just a tick behind the Cowboys. So they're sixth in the National Football League. Good defense. Overall, it's not that drastically different from where the Packers are, though. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to Brian listening to us in Barron. Brian, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How you doing, buddy? Doing well today. What are you thinking? I got an update on my phone just a little while ago. They yeah. say that um, Joel Berry will be out sooner than later. A brutal loss yesterday. Former yeah. Packer Al Harris is probably going to take over, they says. Well, Al right now is with the Cowboys, so if, if they decide to go in that direction, that probably wouldn't be a bad thing. Did you see Al Harris specifically last night get, gather the gang on the sidelines in that game against uh, Buffalo and just light into yeah. everybody yeah, yesterday? Yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah. 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 Yep. So you have to ask, ask Buddy Mike when you talk to him if it's, you know, a thing. Sure. If he's heard right. anything, I love listening to him, you and him. He okay. knows, no. you know, your, your stuff and he knows his stuff. So I will, uh, I'll bring it up to Mike. So when you saw that, what site was that? Cause there's one site that pops up on my phone that I disregard anymore. It was just on my, I just get stories up like on Facebook okay. or something on there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah. There's one site that pops up. I don't even pay attention to it anymore. Because the headline does not match what the story is or the reality of what things are. I started, I got sucked in. It was, again, clickbait. I get sucked into that. Like, oh, my God, Matt LaFleur is out? What? And then I read something, and it's, and it's not even a story about what the headline would relate to. It's, it's just garbage. And I see it on, uh, on Google all the time. All the time. And they must pay to have that raised. And they must get a bunch of clicks, but there's a lot of people, I guess, like myself, that have just kind of gone, okay, this is garbage. It's a garbage site. They just write stories that other people have brought up, and then they put on some sensationalistic headline, and it's it's garbage. So I don't even pay attention to it anymore. Don't give them the time of day. Uh, 877-867-1670. Now, it's not a far leap to say he's going to be out sooner rather than later because sooner would be, say, in the next three games, you know, right after the season. So, yeah, sooner rather than later. And Al Harris very well could be a candidate to come back. Who knows? But I, right now there's a lot of guys out there that um, that I would rather have right now than, than Joe Barry calling the defensive plays, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, let's go to Marty and Antigo. Marty, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey there, my, uh, hey there Bill. Uh, good, good talking to you. Good listening to you today. Uh, unbelievable day today after the Packers uh, – game yesterday and uh, um in Nielsville now not Antigo I was just talking okay. to Grant and I was talking to Grant a yeah, big shout out to Grant does an excellent job and I went to school with uh, Grant's dad and his dad played on the state high school championship team back in 1976 oh, in wow. Wisconsin Valley yep but uh I was just looking at just something just let you know Bill looking in the National Football Conference in all four place in all fourth place teams the Packers have the best points for points against. The Packers uh, have given up, have for them, 300 points, uh, points against 301. And they're the best fourth-place team in all the, with the other fourth-place teams in the National mm-hmm. Football League. Uh, uh, yeah. I was, if, if Matt LaFleur isn't willing to get rid of uh, or to fire uh, Joel Berry, he should, uh, he should go as well. That's how I'm uh, looking at it. And right. I, I, keep on, I keep on looking at it, Bill. 
when the Packers played uh, Kansas City, when they played the Lions, uh, Vegas had them as underdogs. The Packers played the Giants, and the Packers were favored. Play, Packers mm-hmm. played Tampa Bay. They're favored. Now they're going on the road, and they're going to play Carolina. Once again, they're favored. I don't understand what Vegas is doing. It's just right. uh, unbelievable. Hey, uh, and one other thing, Bill, uh, how about Brian Noble or Jim Leonard or uh, Dave Aranda for defensive coordinator for the Packers? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I Jim Leonard's a name that's going to be brought up a lot. I appreciate the phone call. He's going to be brought up a lot. People are going to talk about Jim Leonard. There's Al Harris. There's other defensive coordinators that are probably going to be let go. you got a guy like Zimmer that's out there, Staley that's out there, other guys with defensive backgrounds that are going to be out there. Um, so I'm sure they're going to do some kind of a vast search for somebody, somebody that's – and they probably got a top five for somebody that fits their, their wants list. But, man, I, I – I, I'll tell you, it, it. I don't know right now who I would go grab. Your personnel has been drafted to play a 3-4. You're probably going to stay with a 3-4 defense unless you got the the hybrid caller, play caller, the guy that just it doesn't matter. He's just going to take bodies and move bodies around, and you can do that. But maybe you've drafted – philosophically speaking, for the 3-4 over a period of time. So that might be the direction you go if you got somebody that runs a 3-4. But I don't think it has to be at this point. I think we've seen enough of it to where you can just say, look, you, you, sometimes it's about the aggressiveness of the play caller and it's the playmakers. But if your play caller is going to tell everybody to be passive, then that's the way your defense is going to play. By the way, um, so now you look at the Packers in the standings. Uh, they're tied with Atlanta at six and eight right now. They're the eleventh seed in the NFC. So basically, they're out of the postseason. They're four four spaces down. Um, the the uh, Rams, oddly enough, are the seventh team. There still is a shot to move up because the Packers will have beaten the Rams, beaten the uh, Saints. Uh, they got to get a better record than Atlanta, or Atlanta would go because Atlanta wins the tiebreaker head to head. Um, you know, so Atlanta gets that first and foremost, but they got to get a better record than Atlanta. If you, if you win out and you end up with nine wins, you got to hope that, well, obviously you're going to beat Minnesota. So then it comes down to other tiebreakers, the Rams you've already beaten and the Saints you've already beaten. So if you end up with the same record of them, you're going to eliminate them. Now, Seattle could be the fly in the ointment, depending on what happens tonight, and Atlanta, and I don't even know what Atlanta's remaining schedule is. I think they've got uh, the Colts and the Bears. Uh, yeah, they got the Colts, the Bears, and then the Saints. I forgot about the Saints. They've got the Saints after that. So it's not an easy schedule, and the Colts got another win this past weekend with Garner Minshew, and the Bears are certainly playing some better football. But the Bears, again, yesterday against Cleveland Browns and that defense ended up getting beat. I thought the Bears were going to pull that game out, though. But Joe Flacco brings them back in the end. But they could lose two out of three, no doubt. So if you win out with what's there right now, you'll probably end up in the postseason. But right now, you just got to worry about getting a win over Carolina because Carolina is sitting at 2-12. and 12. You can't go down to Carolina and, and just lay the egg. You, 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 uh, otherwise, it's, otherwise, all bets are off come this offseason. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Then we're going to come back. Mike Clements is going to join us the rest of the way. We're going to talk with Mike. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. <laughs> Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. I've had this conversation with you guys before. And I've tried to paint the picture that, you know, everything goes into that, that four-hour block on game day. Literally every you know, minute of the day, uh, Monday through Saturday, and it's for for everybody involved. You know, not only people calling the game, but people playing the game, the coaches, I mean, everybody, fans. It's it's hard when things don't go well in that four-hour block on Sundays. But that's that's what the league is. That, that's what makes the National Football League so great. And yes, to answer your question, it's you know, I, I think it's it's incredibly satisfying for everybody involved when you do win a football game. It's, it's, it's hard to win games in the National Football League. It's hard. Some teams can do it. Other teams can't. It is hard to win a game, but other teams seem to stack success. Why can't you? Welcome back. Welcome back. Bill Michael's show continues on. We now bring in our guy up at uh, Lambeau, and that's Mike Clemens joining us. And, Mike, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard it as much as we have today, but a lot of uh, dissent when it comes to Joe Barry, the defense that was played. Eric Baranchak said, look, he just couldn't understand why they kept doing the same thing and looking for a different result. Uh, I would assume that's what a lot of the, uh, the the people that have gotten a hold of you today have discussed as well. But man, oh man, just it, it just it looks so bad yesterday. Well, yeah, uh, and there's some bad mismatches um, on Saturday uh, last weekend and on late Friday afternoon this past week. We talked to Eric Stokes. Here's a guy who, in November of last year, uh, it was almost as if a truck had driven over his foot. That's how badly damaged it was, and his knee. And a year ago at this time, I told you I saw him sitting in a wheelchair at his locker, something mm-hmm. you don't see often in an NFL locker room. He came back uh, for a few plays in the Broncos game earlier this fall, was on special teams, and then pulled a hamstring. And in the last couple of weeks, he had like, he was on that 21-day window where you can practice, but you got to make a decision if you're going to be on IR for the rest of the year or not. And by this end of last week, I was you were beginning to wonder if he was ever going to get back on the field again this season. And with the way that Carrington Valentine has performed, and whenever you get Jair back, by the way, Jair Alexander out now six weeks with that shoulder, did right. not make the trip to New York, all that kind of drama going on. You know, you're just wondering if uh, what's, what are they going to do with Eric Stokes? Are they, he's a first-round pick. Are they moving on because they like what they see with the younger defensive backs? And we talked to him Friday about that, if he had any clue – 
if he would be active for the Buccaneers game. I mean, this is just again, it's all up to the coaches. Like, I mean, I'm with whatever. I just miss being out there. You ain't been playing. I ain't been playing football over a year. Just being out there on special teams, on whatever limited reps I got on third down, whatever it is, I, I just be happy to be back out there. Now, Mike, I know you caught up with Devondre Campbell, which is interesting because he hasn't talked to anybody for a long time, and and you caught up. You had a chance to catch up with him, right? This is from a couple of weeks ago, Bill, okay. because he's talked like once or so in the last year. And that's another situation. By the way, Stokes said his, his coming back has been hell for him, hell for him. You know, more like an Alex Smith. There could probably be a 30 for, on 30 about Eric Stokes. Right. Last week, Thursday, you talked to Joe Barry like, okay, you know, LaFleur's talking about these receivers. Chris Godwin looks like he's going to be back. He's pretty good. Well, Chris Godwin ends up just burning you and making the difference in the game. Or even like David Moore lining up, and no one's like covering him, and he takes it for – actually, he had one coverage on him. He had Devondre Campbell on him, and he burned him and went for mm-hmm. 52 yards and pretty much the dagger touchdown. So the situation is when you ask Joe Barry, okay, Mike Evans, you know, LaFleur, I asked him a question about some of the things that they need to worry about the most with the Buccaneers offense and with Baker Mayfield back there who runs hot and cold, but they were on a two-game winning streak. And he said, Joe Barry was asked, How do you, none of your guys are like above 5'11". How do they cover six foot five, Mike Evans? And so that you got your answer. They try to put Eric Stokes back out there starting. Mm-hmm. So do you understand? It's like here's a guy that's totally rusty, and you'd think it, if you wonder, do they want to continue with him? And then they, they you know, you thought, okay, at least he'll, if, if he can be active and on special teams. And if Corey Ballantyne goes down, then you've got, you know, Stokes out there. No, they, they will go with experience. They go with a guy who's been working very hard with the practice squad and Eric Stokes. Now he lines up against Mike Evans. Mike Evans runs a simple post. And I don't know if Eric Stokes thought he was supposed to have help over the top from a safety in the end zone, but it's a touchdown. And it's one of the worst, easiest plays that the Packers' defense have given up this year. That's why I came over and talked to you about it. Like, that was really bad. What are they doing here? You've had an Isaiah McDuffie who's done very well for you inside. But, you know, they're they're so committed sometimes to try and get their veterans on. They're so appreciative of Devondre Campbell, who this guy's been messed up, man. He, he He had a jacked up. Uh, ankle that probably required surgery. Don't know that for sure because he only talks about once a year. And it's not because he's obstinate. I, I walked up to him uh, after several months and just said, you know, I'm going to give this a try here. And I walked up and said, let's talk, okay? And so we kind of got into it with him, and, and I asked him, is there a reason that he hasn't talked to the media for nearly a year? No, that's just how I've always been. I don't like doing interviews. I mean, I know I'm good at it, but that's just how I am. I don't like to talk. So it's not us? No, I just don't like to talk. <laughs> You're ain't, good at it. Ain't, against no, ain't nothing personal. Just doesn't like to talk, doesn't want to do it. Right. Okay. Now, but then once we got him going, you see, the Packers, Joe Barry, they, they think, look, we've got that number one pick with the speed, uh, of Quay Walker, this is—he'll be the next leader. He was actually—he's run, been running the team most of the times that he's been in there with the green dot on his helmet because Campbell's been injured. 
But Campbell says, I love this kid. And he said, you know, but we've both had injuries. But when we're together with Quay Walker, he feels they're unstoppable. That's all it is. When we out there healthy, can't nobody with us. But that's the hard part, staying healthy. It's not easy to do, but it's something that we got to figure out and, and just keep pressing on, pressing on it, honestly. You know, Mike, I, I get what they're saying. You got to keep leaning on it. You got to keep grinding and, you know, I mean, whatever other adjective you want to throw out there. But, man, I, you know, it's, it's Devondre Campbell has been banged up. He's, he looks slow. They got him into a match yesterday numerous times that the, did not favor the Green Bay Packers. And, and, yeah, you know, he was great. And Aaron Rodgers was saying, where did they get this guy a couple of years ago? But it, it's just been far different than what we, we've become accustomed to seeing. You know what I mean? Right, right, and, and and that's another thing that we talked to him about. Uh, listen to this, listen to this carefully, because we asked him about, you know, playing this, are you playing this year now with a chip on your shoulder after missing so much time due to the injuries the past two years? Who, me particularly? Yeah. Yeah. I always play with a chip on my shoulder. I ain't even supposed to be here right now. I'm, I'm beating the odds, so every day I walk around with a chip on my shoulder. That's how banged up he is. right. Yeah, I'm not. Which, so, yeah. I'm not supposed to be here. That's how. That's what he's overcome. Joe Barry himself. Do you remember me playing you a clip from Joe a couple of weeks ago when he was talking about the dedication of Devondre Campbell? And he said the night before the Lions game, I'm in the team hotel. I go downstairs, and there's Devondre getting yet another rub down about 11 o'clock at night to help him with his back and stiffness and everything else that he had going on, and he couldn't lift his arms to put his shirt on. And he's playing mm-hmm. in the Lions game the next day. Think about Isaiah McDuffie and how productive that he's been so far. Mm-hmm. And then you see, you see, the Buccaneers come out with a balanced attack, and they've got a good running back and Rashad White, and they've got four good, pretty healthy receivers. And you know what? Like, did they ever really blitz Baker Mayfield yesterday? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, they- they like, like they once just or twice. That down. was it. Yeah, just four down, right? Right. When has Joe Barry's defense been the best this year against like the Lions or the Chiefs? When the offense was up by two right. or three scores, and as soon as the, the the Packers are up by ten or fourteen, then Joe Barry starts letting the dogs loose. He doesn't worry right. about an explosive game, and he sits there at, on his hands and won't go after. You know what? Because they thought, look. We respect those receivers that they've got. We respect White at running back. Um, the Buccaneers called a great game, 27 runs, 28 passes, very balanced attack, and all those damn chunk plays they were getting. And yet, mm-hmm. you know, usually the inside linebackers, they're the ones that have got as much as a, a dozen tackles. You know who had all the tackles yesterday? Rudy Ford, right. Jonathan Owens, the safeties, because they, they were catching up with these guys. And so that's why you just see these chunk plays going on and on and on. And and I've got right. some interviews from the Buccaneers locker room too, about they they just had a field day. And at the end of the day, Joe Barry thought Baker Mayfield would give us a couple, right? Well, ended right. up Baker Mayfield had a career day. He had a perfect quarterback rating. He's the only visiting quarterback to ever have a perfect quarterback rating at Lambeau Field. The other one is Aaron Rodgers when you know when he was yeah. here playing for the Packers. Yep. 
Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We'll take a quick break. we got Mike Clemens on the line with us. We're going to come back and talk to Mike. Mike is always brought to you by the Bay Motel Green Bay. Bay Motel, quiet, cozy, comfortable. Just a mile from Lambeau Field. Check it out. Perfect for a family stay. And uh, they got some uh, great meals going on uh, seven days a week. Good, hot, fresh, home-style meals seven days a week in the Bay Family Restaurant as well. That's baymotelgreenbay.com. That's baymotelgreenbay.com. Call them 920-494-3441. Let me do that again. 920-494-3441. More with our guy Mike Clemens coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Uh, I don't know. We definitely have you know different looks every game. Uh, I think they throw a lot of different things at us overall. You know, um, you know, we we ran a little, little bit different. I came out the backfield a little bit today uh, in different ways. So uh, I definitely think that helped a little bit. So uh, no doubt. Welcome back. Yesterday, I was yes, no, two days ago, two days ago, stopped out at Social House. And uh, right there on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls, they had a, a present wrapping station. They actually had their staff. If you wanted to bring your presents in for Christmas, their staff was wrapping gifts. Uh, and for free. Uh, just come on in and, uh, you know, if you wanted to take a load off, you could. But they were doing it for, you know, just wrapping to wrap. And they just kind of do it as a family thing. And then yesterday, they opened up all the doors, doors and windows. And they kind of had their own version of the Ice Bowl tournaments. They had bags tournaments yesterday and all kinds of different stuff going on. Always something cool going on out there at the social house. And I had the, I did it again. I had the Tiger Burger yesterday, or two days ago. That thing's magnificent. Love that place. The meatball sub is awesome. And a lot of the new items on their menu, really, really big hits. So stop out and check out the social house. Dan and, Dan and his wife, Allison, and uh, they do run, just run such a great place. A great, you know, kind of like Cheers right there in uh, Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Stop in. Social house. H-A-U-S. And tell them we said hi. Mike Clemens joining us on the line. And, uh, Mike, obviously, you know, we've got a lot of talk about what went down yesterday with the Green Bay Packers in that game uh, against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They made the Buccaneers look like they were, you know, world beaters. And, you know, one of the bright spots, I mean, the neat thing has been the emergence of guys like Jaden Reed and Tucker Kraft. Jaden Reed told you so, right? You know, yeah. second-round pick, how smooth he looked in OTAs and how he's progressed through the season. And then – you know, when you had Aaron Jones out, they start running all those in runs, maybe too many of them in New York. But um, Jane got hurt again. First of all, he, he was playing last week on a bad ankle. And I'm afraid he's got a serious toe injury. It did not look good standing at his locker last night. And mm-hmm. I, um, so that's another guy you pick up. You know, that's frustrating, isn't it? To, that when you see guys like Wicks or Reed. And all these plays that they can make, but every time they take a shot, they got to come to the sideline, right? Because right. they're so banged up. And you know, and the list starts. You know, the options that Jordan Love have dry up quickly. And again, not making excuses for Jordan Love. I thought he had some bad throws. I thought he had a lot of bad throws for a second week in a row, as hot as he was against the Lions and against the Chiefs. But then, you know, you look at it, he went 29 for 39 and 284 yards. 
and it got his passer rating up to 111.5. So it looked worse than that to me, right? Mm-hmm. I guess there's right. a standard that we expect. And what did you think about, okay, so uh, A.J. Dillon, out with a thumb. They're not going to try and be silly and have him carry a football with a club on his hand. But that's another cutback. Uh, Patrick Taylor didn't use him much. I don't think he did anything. I think he only had one carry in the game. And Drake they put out there, he got stopped at the line. So that that took away their run game yesterday, except right. for Aaron Jones. And, you know, he had like 13 carries. Most of those, in, to start, he had five carries in a row for 35 yards. Why did they go away from that? I don't know. You and I were talking about it. Like, why on third and short do you pull him off the field? And then on that fourth down play, they just pulled him off the field. And they went shotgun. It didn't even give him a look, a chance. I mean, he was he was running extremely well. I don't understand it, Mike. And I've seen Patrick Taylor with some nice runs. Is it, you know, it was the Buccaneers defensive line giving him that much trouble? I haven't had a chance to go through the whole tape to see what was really going on with the offensive line or the Green Bay Packers. But, you know, that, that sent off all kinds of red flags. And, and then, it, you know, as we've been talking now for the last couple of weeks, and when you take Christian Watson off the field, that takes off a huge deep threat that you know yeah. lets safeties drop back and makes Jordan Love have to hang on to the football longer and start running out of options. And what was his what seemed to have been the last two months his best checkdown guy was AJ Dillon on the sidelines there with that, that busted thumb. Um Tucker Kraft has done a tremendous job, I think, of stepping up as as a, you know, you're you're missing your top receiver, your top Tight end in in, uh, in Musgrave, you know, and Aaron Jones out there with this wobbly MCL. He probably still shouldn't have been out there yesterday, but they get away from him, and we he didn't talk to us last night. He went straight to the training thing, so we don't know if it, he was the knee was starting to bother him. But you go to Tucker Craft and say, how much do you guys miss number nine? Just being able to have all of your bodies, you know, it just takes a lot of pressure off the coaches too. Because they don't have to, you know, coaches don't have to remind people that haven't been in the system or haven't had to step into a role yet, you know, the, the details of every single snap. Um, so it's just, it takes a lot off the coaches' plays to have our key players. So, yes, of course, having Christian out, um, you know, that hurts us. You know, having, having anybody out who has been a starter will hurt you. You know, Mike, uh, and I agree. Look, they've been missing starters on both sides of the ball. It's still... It's still defensively mind-boggling. I mean, the offense, for like you had mentioned, the statistics didn't look bad, but to the eyeball test didn't look great either. But the defense just still just had so many opportunities, and they just they just didn't play aggressive. They played on their heels yesterday. All right, let's think about Matt Lafleur. He made the move to Joe Barry for Mike Patton. He got his own guy in there, a guy he'd worked with along with the Rams, and a guy who knows a lot of football. I assume that Joe Barry's pretty good at picking out players because it seems under the Brian Goodikens regime, they do put this into coaches. Remember Mike White was the outside linebacker coach during the Smith brother days? So mm-hmm. you're a position coach, an outside linebacker coach, and before the draft, the scouting department comes over and says, okay, Mike, here's 10 linebackers. Which one do you like? And he goes, oh, okay. So he goes and he looks at the tape of all these guys, and he goes back and he says the night of the draft, he was running down the hallway with excitement because out of those 10 guys that they gave him to look tape at, you know, that the old Ted Thompson scouting department probably never did that. But under Goody, oh, 
this is almost a test to say, what do you think? What do you think you could do with one right. of these ten guys? And the guy he picked was the one that they picked. It was Rashawn Gary. And that was a pretty good pick, right? That's that's turned yeah. out. So how good is Joe Barry at that with players? Because I'll tell you who else is really good on this team is Rich Bisaccia. Okay? So we're yeah. trying to assess what Barry is good at. And and it seems like the in-game adjustments is just not happening. So Matt LaFleur tries to help this guy. How about you go in the box, Joe? Try it from the box. You could see it better up there. And then Rebovich, you're your outside linebacker coach, he'll have the headset on. He's down there on the sidelines, and he's kind of calling the, the second calling the plays or adjustments. So you see Joe up top so he can see. He's got the headset. I think he can talk directly to the linebacker. The other thing is yesterday I told you about this. What is Ty Davis, the backup tight end who's coming back from an ACL? He's holding up defensive signs. He's holding up cards to the defense on every play. It turns out right. just in the last week or so, They've got Tyler Davis holding up a sign that says, this is the personnel the Buccaneers are in. So in other words, if they're in 11 personnel, then this is the way we're going to react. And you know why they're doing that? Because of that missed play last week against the Giants when Valentine was 12 yards off the ball in a you know third down situation, and they gave up a first down and kept on the field and, and scored the winning thing. So now so LeFleur is doing everything he can including having tight ends holding up signs so that the cornerback on the far side of the field can figure out what's going on. And you talk to Kenny Clark about them and the long downs and how how's, how can it be third and 18 and Baker Mayfield converts that? He just had a lot of missed opportunities. Um, yeah, if we didn't get any pressure, he, he, it was getting the ball out pretty quick on some of the plays with the quick game and, um, you know, just making plays. And part of it was, Mike, they got him in long down a distance. I mean, they had him where they wanted him, and they kept converting those third downs, those third and longs. It was just, it was mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah. And and just when you're looking the other way, the guy that's only had one catch in the game, he goes 52 yards on you to just put right. the game out of reach, 34-20. And that's David Moore from the Buccaneers, and I got to talk to him at his locker in the Buccaneers locker room last night. Uh, we just practicing all week and we said that the linebacker was either going to come out or stay where he was at and shoot we hit it just like we said and kind of just let the rest take over so just not look back just take off running <laughs> so was there that moment where you saw that they're right where we want them to be on this play oh yeah for sure and then once we started going with the play after i caught the ball i just didn't know what else to do with it take off running just go <laughs> yeah Oh, for sure. I definitely felt it once I crossed the line, but yeah, it was close. I just didn't really care. I kind of knew I was around, across the goal line, so just start trying to celebrate. Heck no, if you go back and look, I was trying to celebrate with Mike and just get our little celebration going. I didn't even want to think about it. I just automatically thought it was a touchdown, so yeah. The other, you know, side of the coin when it comes to, to you know, the receivers that were just lighting up the Packers defensively was the fact that Chris Godwin, they had no, I mean, no answer for him. He had over 100 yards at half. Yeah, he had 100 yards at half. And Baker Mayfield there in the pocket and, you know, with time and in rhythm. And Baker Mayfield, who came here with the Browns through four picks, and lost a game. Came here with the Rams that was all beat up and lost that game. Now the third time and third team in three years at Lambeau, he has probably a career day. 22 of 28, 381 yards, 
four touchdowns, four touchdowns, the longest 52 yards, that one to that guy you just heard there, David Moore, and a perfect quarterback rating of 158.3. It didn't hurt that also that, you know, his running back, White, was averaging over four yards per carry, moving the chains, moving the chains, and Joe Barry could not figure out a way how to throw a monkey wrench into this thing. And right. Baker talked about connecting with Chris Godwin for those 10 catches. Guy's just so consistent, man. Um, can't say enough about him. Uh, a true stud, true professional. Um, has never complained, has never done any of that, just done everything he needs to do. And today he, he was balling. Um, just some clutch catches, uh, that's for sure. Didn't get in the end zone, but uh, was definitely the guy to keep the chains moving consistently today and, and set up everybody else. So couldn't be happier for Chris. You know, Mike, uh, and then the other, you know, thing when it comes to Chris Godwin, um, you know, they, they've won three in a row. He's starting to really feel it again. He was complaining for a while that he wasn't getting the ball enough, and boy, did he get it a lot yesterday. They concentrated on him, and then when you get both him and Mike Evans going, it that's a really good duo of receivers they have over there for Baker Mayfield to throw to. Godwin's average, average was 15 yards per catch, but remember that one play, that one time he got two plays, chunk plays, 20 yards and like 25 back to back. I thought Larry V was going to jump out of the booth. He was, he was pulling his right. hair out. Like, what are you doing? And I, Godwin was very accessible. I, you know, he's been testing the pass, but I got to talk to him after him about now, now the Bucks are on their way to lock up their South Division, their crappy South Division with the Falcons and the rest, and they've won three in a row. So we felt like we were playing for our, uh, our, our playoff lives, and I think you kind of saw that, you know, throughout the game. They did a good job. They were fighting us, you know, the entire way, but like I said, we got a lot of grit on this team. Is it just me or somewhere about 20 yards downfield off tackle? There's a spot with your name on it? Yeah. I mean, what was going on today? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have to go look. I check the film and really see, but I think that uh, me and Big were, were connecting. You know, Dave was, was calling some really good plays, but I think that uh, the ball was going all over the place. I think we had a lot of guys that, you know, that popped up that were making a lot of plays. Demo had a, had a really big play for us. Mike had a big play for us. Rashad was running the ball well. Chase came in like O-line. I think it was just a, a total team victory. Were there, things you, were there things you saw this week that said to you, if we get that timing right, we could just keep chipping away at this thing? I don't know if it was necessarily something specifically this week, but like we like we understand that like we just got to keep you know just keep working, just keep kind of like putting the work in, and then eventually you know things will turn around for us. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, wrap things up with Mike Clemens, our friends at Big Board Barbecue, reminding you, hey, if you're out running around this week, you want to take a load off, you just want to sit down, you want to get great food. Get a hold of them. Uh, Big Boar Barbecue in West Salem, out near the La Crosse. Boy, but if you are thinking, eh, you know, maybe I'm going to cater something in for the new year. Maybe I'm going to say thanks to my staff, uh, management, whatever, and you want to do a lunch or a dinner, some catering, they can do that too. Call them 608-612-0387. 608-612-0387. Or just simply hit them up at BigBoarBBQ.com. That's Big Boar BBQ. Dot com out in West Salem. Such good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show with Mike Clemens next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho.
Oh, I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. 877-867-1670. We're going to be uh, talking a lot about this the rest of the week if you want to chime in. Got Mike Clemens on the line with us right now. And Mike, uh, you know, look, uh, <laughs> the, the defense, no pressure on DeVito last week. DeVito gets sacked again five times yesterday. They got to Baker Mayfield yesterday, put him in long down and distance situations, but they weren't able to get off the field. Yeah, the game starts off with Enigbari with a sack, a forced fumble, and a recovery which, you know, set up a scoring drive for the Packers. And then after that, it drops off. We talked to Rashawn Gary. I said, you know, how come, though, you couldn't stop that running back, you know, Rashad White? Uh, he's picking up four or five yards per game or, or getting first downs along with the passing game. And here's what Rashawn said after the game. I really have to go back and watch the game and really see, like, the gaps that they was hitting us with. But, um, you know, of course, uh, a defense, we don't want a team to run on us. You know, I feel like we're a solid defense. We've got to be. Um, consistent, and we got to execute. All right. Well, then we asked you know, him about this, yeah. about Go Chris ahead. Godwin. How can you hit Chris Godwin back-to-back for 20-yard chunks? Now, I, were you surprised how hot Baker Mayfield became as the game wore on? Um, everything that Baker did today, um, you know, we don't see. Um, he's able to um, ex- expand the pocket, um, able to expand plays, um, able to get the ball out fast. Um, he's a good uh, field general, and, uh, but he hasn't shown anything different that we haven't seen on film. Mike, uh, here's my next question. Are the guys in the locker room on the same page with Joe Barry, or do you get the sense that they're going, like, what are we doing? I think they're looking around and saying, what are we doing? Because as much as we love Devondre out there, Baker Mayfield had 62 snaps. Half of them were passes, half of them were runs. Very nice, balanced offensive attack. And Devondre Campbell, out there with his bad ankles, had 62 snaps. Isaiah McDuffie, who's been was there when you were winning games, only had 14. Corey Ballantyne, who's been opposite of Carrington Valentine, and that pretty decent coverage. They put Stokes back out there, who hadn't played football in a year. He had 47 snaps, and Ballantyne only had 15. And Baker Mayfield ends up having a perfect day. Hey, Rashawn Gary, uh, did you think that Joe Barry had the right game plan facing Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers? Of course, going into the game, I feel like we got the right game plan. I feel like we were able to execute and um, come out on top. But to see the breakdown of the game, see how things went right or left, I had to go back, watch film, which I'm about to do in a couple of minutes to see where we went right or wrong. And like I said, come back, 
uh, make them corrections and get to work. Mike, let me ask you this. Let's just say that Matt LaFleur says enough and lets Joe Barry go. Is there, would it be Jerry Montgomery, Greg Williams, Kirk Alabadati? Is there somebody there that you believe could take over the defensive play calling in that team? I w- it might be the guy who's on the sidelines right now communicating at the sidelines, Rebovich, the, the outside linebacker coach. Otherwise, no. Because you know what the question is? If we, if we get healthy – if we get another wave of good players in here through the draft and all that, is Joe Barry going to get us to the Super Bowl? That's right. the question. Or do we need do we need to find the guy, and he's probably somewhere there on the street, that will be the, the defensive coordinator that gets them to the Super Bowl? And that's the question that they will probably ask in about three weeks. Um, yeah, I uh, well, three weeks it may you know everything may fold up by then because this team still has an opportunity if they if they win out to get into the postseason and you'd hate to waste that when you were sitting in prime position to find yourself just to get one game just to get you know as we keep talking about the youth of this team to see what it's like when you get to the postseason and it seems like they're just pissing it away. Matt had to look at the tape last night to say, okay, is did the players fail today, or did Joe make the wrong call? And then if he's made the wrong call, he has to bring in Joe and say, why did you do this here? Why did you do that here? Didn't we talk about this last Tuesday night? That's the questions that LaFleur's got to ask. And if he sees too many bogeys by Joe, then he's got to go in and talk to Goody and Mark Murphy. Mike, great stuff. It's certainly going to be an interesting week, and uh, you and I will talk again real soon, okay? I'm going to listen to the tape of this to make sure that I did a good job today because I really I have no idea if I'm <laughs> any good at this. <laughs> go back and check the tape, Mike. All right, pal. Talk to you. Thank you, pal. There we go. That's our guy, Mike Clemens, on the ground. Our guy, Mike Clemens. That's it. Green and Gold Mondays in the books. We'll be back at it again tomorrow, see what Matt LaFleur has to say today, and then kind of go from there. Until then, time for us to go. Have a good one. Hoop.